0: Thanks for joining us in the trenches with Dave Lappin. brought to you by First Star Logistics coming to you from our First Star Logistics studios. And boy, we got one for you. Bengals wide receiver coach, Troy Walters. I'll tell you, you should give a lot of credit. This core of wide receivers, the big three. I mean, they're the best in the national football league and the numbers show it every single one of them has at least 455 yards receiving No other trio in the NFL at the wide receiver position can claim that. The only team in the NFL that has that productivity, Cincinnati Bengals. Coach Walters will tell us why. Not only from the physical standpoint of the greatness of these players, but their love for each other, the bond that they have, the unity that they have. It's not me, I, it's we, us in that wide receiver room you're going to like what you hear. Thanks for giving us some of your time. You're in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics. And very special guest right now is Bengals wide receiver coach, Troy Walters, who is an outstanding wide receiver himself while at Stanford won the Fred Belitnikoff award that goes to the best wide receiver in all of college football, and he plays for eight years in the national football league as a wide receiver, punt returner. Coach, welcome to the show, my man. Uh, thanks for having me, man. It's good to be on. It's good to have you. And what about how your group is playing? I mean, it is the only wide receiver trio in the national football league that all three players have 455 yards receiving or more. That's that's saying something. Then.
1: Yeah, we got a special group. Uh, you know, those guys come to work every day. They 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 prepare. Um, and uh, the one thing I'm I'm so proud of those guys is is they care about each other and they're more happy when the, the other guys have success and, and are are. are are successful, and so we have an unself unselfish group, and uh, we just got to keep getting better.
0: I, I that that's the remarkable part to me, and and that's a tribute to you, the players, the call, everything. Um, and and a great example is Tyler Boyd's sixty-yard touchdown catch against the Falcons. Safety falls down, could have gone to either Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins. I mean, <laughs> either one of them is going to score a sixty-yard touchdown, you know, and and the choice is to go to Tyler Boyd, one of the first guys that's happy for Tyler Boyd and and getting that opportunity is T Higgins. And it could have been him. And, you know, it's like, I'm just glad we scored a 60 yard touchdown guys. And we're up seven, nothing. Then, you know, you have something pretty special, don't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we do. And, and and those guys are team first guys, and they want the success of the team to be uh, ahead of their own personal success, but they understand that, uh, you know, individually, if they can be, if they can be successful and have good games, then it's probably going to help the offense out and, um, even during that game, you know those guys, Jamar and and Tyler, they they got their their stats and over a hundred yards and and touchdowns, and they were hoping and wishing that T would get uh, over a hundred yards, and they were rooting for him. And so that's the type of uh, culture we have, and not only in the uh, in the receiver room, but uh, amongst the whole team. Uh, Zach's done a great job of bringing in the right type of um, men, uh, unselfish, team first guys, and and. Uh, the whole locker room is is really embodies that attitude.
0: You know, uh, 455 yards or more for all three guys in seven football games. There's 17 during the course of the season. You don't have to be Albert Einstein or some other mathematician to uh, figure that all three of them are tracking for a thousand yards. And that's a unique accomplishment. We were talking about it a little bit earlier, Coach, that that, that is rare. And I, I was wondering how rare it was. And I looked it up. There are five cases of it in NFL history. Only three of those cases are involving three wide receivers. Others have a tight end involved or a running back, wide receiver, return type guy. And let's uh let's go through them here real quick. Um uh, the 1980 San Diego Chargers, Dan Faust was quarterbacking, John Jefferson, Charlie Joiner, Kellen Winslow. Winslow, obviously a great tight end, but those three players. Each had 1,000 yards. 89 Redskins, Mark Rippon, Doug Williams. Throwing to Gary Clark, Art Monk, Ricky Sanders. So two different quarterbacks, but you got three wide receivers there. The 95 Falcons, Jeff George. Throwing to Terrence Mathis, Burt Emmanuel, and now a running back wide receiver return specialist, Eric Metcalf. So that falls into a little different category. The 2004 Indianapolis Colts, of which you're – a member of that football team, Peyton Manning, throwing to Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Brandon Stokely. And then finally in 2008, Kurt Warner, throwing to Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, Steve Breston. So there's only five cases of it happening um, with three players, only three cases of it happening with three wide receivers. The 2004 Indianapolis Colts with Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Brandon Stokely, Peyton Manning, you were part of that football team what was that group like and how similar is it to what you got cooking here with the Cincinnati Bengals coach?
1: Yeah, very, very similar. Um, you know, those guys were, were unselfish, great, great football players, great teammates, um, came to work every, every day, um, paid attention to the details. Uh, so they were great route runners, dependable, had a great relationship with Peyton and, um, and that was just a special year and. In, in, uh, you know, I know Peyton put up some big numbers that year, and uh, things really on offense. We we had things clicking and rolling that season, and it, it's very similar to what we have going on now. Um, great relationship between Joe and those receivers. Uh, they come to work every day. They 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 they're concerned, and and the details of everything is important to them. Um, they're unselfish, and uh, and we th- we've got things rolling on offense, and so it's very similar.
0: Coach, when when you see as many back shoulder throws and completions as is happening with the Bengals, I mean, if it if it if it doesn't hook up, I'm like stunned because you know it's like oh it happens all the time. You start to take it for granted, but you shouldn't take it for granted because that's that's a deal where wide receiver and quarterback are on the same page and and that's time on task. I mean that that's that's doing it for a while, right? I mean it's, it's, it's something that uh you know you, you over and over and over again. What what's the key what are what are the coaching points that you try to uh you you try to you know tell your receivers about when to expect a back shoulder throw and when not to?
1: Yeah, a lot of it comes down to just the repetition. Uh you know, with Joe and Jamar, they've been doing it for for uh since their days at LSU. And so they just got they're they're always on the same page as to when the back shoulder is gonna be thrown, when the ball's gonna be thrown, where Chase has to go um, go run underneath it. Um, and then we work on it in practice uh, and, and Joe does a great job of of just the type of passes you know I don't know if every quarterback can 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 throw a back shoulder the way he does with enough touch that, that allows the receiver to stop on a dime catch it and also get yards after the catch I don't I don't think Chase has had many or any of us have been, any of those guys have have many back shoulders where it's been a difficult back shoulder where they fall to the ground a lot of them have been Back shoulders were able to catch the ball and still get yards after the catch, and that's a testament to Joe and just the the accuracy and 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 the touch he puts on those tight passes. Um, and from a receiver standpoint, you know we're always preaching and emphasizing not to not to give away the back shoulder, not to not to react too soon. You want to try to react at the last minute so that the defender thinks we're going down the field, and then um, as you saw Chase do. Uh, last two weeks new orleans and uh last week against uh atlanta you know he stops on a dime the defender continues his momentum and now we're able to make the catch and get yards after the catch
0: that that's such a key point you know stay up stay up don't go to the ground because uh, the one you talk about down the left uh sideline to jamar chase against new orleans where he catches it and then splits everybody and accelerates two steps. He's at full speed, and it's a touchdown. He runs away from everybody, which he's done uh, before. That wasn't the first time he's done that. And then um, this, the other side of it, not a back shoulder, but the, the touchdown, he had the 32-yard touchdown catch against the Falcons where Joe Burrow, he, he doesn't drop it in a bucket. He drops it in a thimble <laughs> down the football field and Jamar makes an unbelievable play. I mean, they have it covered about as well as it can be covered. And it's a touchdown anyway. I mean, I, that, that has to just be totally demoralizing for a defensive backfield and for a defensive football team in general. Talk, talk about the execution on that play where Joe Burrow makes the throw that he makes to Jamar Chase and Jamar makes that play.
1: Yeah, it was. It was just a fade fade route, and and the guy got up, the corner got up and pressed Jamar. And usually, good things happen when guys want to get up in his face and press right. him. And um, you know, he had a, a good release, didn't have to do a whole lot, uh, but got outside and then did a good job of stacking the defender, um, saving space on the outside for 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 uh, Joe to to uh, to to put the ball outside of the the the, the defender. Um, and then it was just a heck of a catch. Great concentration. Uh, the defender was stride for stride, and 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 Jamar, you know, reached over his head, caught it. And the most impressive thing is going to the ground, maintaining control of the ball. A lot of times, the receivers will make the play in the air, but as they're coming down, the force of the ground or the force of the defender trying to get the ball out, the ball will move, and it'll uh, be an incomplete pass. But he did a great job of of, of using strong hands and, and securing a catch all the way uh through the through the ground and uh it was a huge play huge momentum gets the crowd going gets the offense going and um you know that's the type of plays that uh he made last year and he was really lacking the, kind of the deep balls this year the contested deep ball and so that's good because once it happens now you know you can expect that to the more of that to the more of that to come
0: so now you've got joe burrow has more passes of 50 yards or more um, in in the since 2020 than anybody in the National Football League, any other quarterback. And, and since 2021, year and a half here, you have the top two receivers for catches of 50 yards or more in the National Football League. Jamar has five. Tyler Boyd has four. And talk about Tyler Boyd. He had that 60-yard touchdown. You know, the t- safety had issues and went to the ground or whatever but he makes that play, and uh, in the first quarter, he has four catches, 105 yards, and that touchdown. For the game, he's targeted nine times, eight catches, 155 yards, career high with the touchdown. On the ninth one, he got grabbed. Where he, I mean, he's trying to jump, but he can't even jump. I can't believe they didn't throw a flag on that play, but at any rate, that's the other time he's targeted. The throw and the catch, the one-handed catch he made, the throw that Joe Burrow made, with uh, Grady Jarrett bearing down on right in his face and to throw it where he threw it. And for Tyler Boyd to go and make that one-handed catch, take us through that play, Coach. That was crazy.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, once again, it's two great players making plays. And and uh, Joe put enough touch on that pass to get it over the linebacker, um, but not too much that the, the the corner falling off could make a play. And then Tyler, you know, ran a good route and it's one of those you know across the middle he he's fearless you know he knows he's going to get hit probably um and he had great concentration to make that one hand catch and and uh took a little shot and was able to hang on to the ball and uh and make a big play but you know tyler boy since i've been here has been mr dependable on and off the field um stable stable consistent uh doesn't have a whole lot of ups and downs you know what you're gonna get and uh really he's the emotional leader of the of the of the receiver room and um he's kind of the uh the 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 old head in in the receiver room and and the young guys look up to him and he does a tremendous job of leading not only um, by action but also vocally and and um and gets those guys going so glad to have TB, and i look for him the rest of the year just to keep keep ascending and keep getting better and and i'm happy for him because there's times when you know, he had two or three targets and, and, and Jamar and T had a bunch of, and he never complains. Um, he's a team first guy and he wants the Bengals to be successful. And that's, that's what you want.
0: He's such a great player on third down, but all eight of his catches were on first and second down. In, in fact, you guys tore the Falcons up on first down. I mean, made, made a, made a bunch of plays, nine passes, and one run by Joe Burrow for 20 yards. Nine passes were for over 20 yards. You had 10 plays of 20 yards or more in that football game against the Falcons. Again, nine of them were completions. Six of those nine of 20 yards or more were on first down. What was it about first down where you said, you know, we just got to, we got to attack? I mean, completions, we just got to go get completions and put them in the bank. And pretty soon your account grew to like 35 points. Yeah, my, the mindset
1: going into the game was understanding that their offense, they wanted, similar to New Orleans, they wanted to control the clock, run the ball, limit the number of possessions that we were to have. Um, and so we understood the importance of maintaining drives, scoring points. Um, they're a zone team, um, really allow you to to take short completions. We knew that they were probably going to play back a little bit, and uh, they, you know, they were banged up a little bit in the secondary. Um, so the the goal going in was to just uh, Brian talked about taking a profit and just taking short c- catches and and catching it maybe five six yards down the field and getting ten getting twelve yards after the catch and just continue to move the move the ball and uh, and and then being third and manageable situations. Anytime you're successful on first down and second down, then it gives you um, you know third and short or you're not in many third downs which if you can you know if you have those situations and you're probably going to be pretty successful so the guys took the plan ran with it did a great job of executing um you know w- when big plays and shots um presented itself we, we we made plays there but when they were you know giving us cushion underneath and we took the short short passes and and, and made the most of them and again got yards after the catch so it's a great game plan and the guys executed
0: You know, the thing that impresses me, and we've talked about this before, is how your receivers do everything, not just, you know, run great routes, catch the football, they'll block. You know Tyler Boyd can throw it. More more than one receiver can throw it, obviously. Tyler Boyd, having played quarterback in high school, he had the great uh, pass to to Jamar Chase for like 33 yards. I mean, it was a beautiful deal. He comes around, and it looked like it was going to be a screen to him and Jamar, you know, chokes it down like he's going to block and then takes off. And, boy, 33 yards later, it's a big play up the football field. But then in this football game against the Falcons, you run that tight end. Hearst is wide. He motions back. You run a tight end screen. And Tyler Boyd blocks two. You know, they, they got they got an extra defender. You got three three blockers for four guys. And Tyler Boyd sorts it out and, and picks a guy off and blocks him into another guy. I'm like, man, TB now. He'll do the dirty work. He'll do it all. He'll, he'll do anything it takes to win football games.
1: Yeah, I think that's a sign of a a, a, a great uh, unit is when they're unselfish and they want to block. And, yeah. and they block for not only the running backs but the tight ends. Uh, you know, they ask us sometimes to go down and, and block a defensive end or crack a uh, end's middle linebacker. And so whatever whatever job we have, um, we're excited about. You know, we want to be able to help the team. And, and those guys embrace the challenge, embrace those opportunities. And, um, and, you know, like I said, whatever we can do to, to help this offense go, and we know part of it's going to be catching passes and, and running routes and catching the ball and making plays there. But we also understand that there's going to be times where we got to get physical and, and, uh, and, and block and, and so that the run game can get going. And guys are unselfish, so they're willing to do whatever it takes.
0: You know, I had a uh, few offensive line coaches, and my first two line coaches in the NFL, were both Pro Bowl offensive linemen, won a Hall of Fame offensive lineman, Mike McCormick. Bill Tiger Johnson was a Hall of, was a uh, Pro Bowl center with Y.A. Tittle when, at the 49ers before Y.A. Tittle was with the Giants. And then Mike McCormick with the Cleveland Browns was one of the greatest players the Cleveland Browns ever had. Uh, big offensive tackle out of Kansas. So it's like these guys, I'm looking at these guys. And my head coach at one point's four Greg, another great offensive lineman who's in the Hall of Fame, played for Vince Lombardi. And when these guys got up and spoke and said something, you know, some had championship rings on their fingers. All of them did, I guess, in fact. I mean, instantaneous credibility. It's like, man, these guys all played. So when I had issues, whether it was, you know, on the field related or maybe even off the field, but it was still related to my job in the NFL in some way, shape, or form, it was such a comfort to be able to go talk to guys like that. I imagine your receivers feel the same way you played in the league for eight years at the position that they played. It has to be a a feeling of comfort that they can talk to you about anything, coach. I mean, do you feel that you have that type of relationship with your guys? I do.
1: I do. Um, you know, first and foremost, it's about, um, off the field and, and making sure you have that relationship and making sure those guys know that you care about them as as young men and their families and, and, and whatever is going on off the field. And and I think they understand that it's bigger than football, you know, it's about life and some of the lessons that we we learn. I try to teach them is about not only about now, but it's about when they become husbands and, and fathers and 10 years from now they can life lessons that they can they can hold on to and and. Uh, you know, I, my my playing days, I was always a backup, but I was blessed to play with some pretty good into pretty good offenses and with some pretty good receivers and 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 I've brought all the things that I've learned, my experiences as a receiver uh, into coaching and and I kind of coach from a player's perspective and I've been there and done that and so you know I never want them to do something that that uh, it looks good on the chalkboard, looks good on the board, but it's it's really hard to do on the field and so I think they understand that. When I come to them, um, I come to them from a from a player's perspective and and this is what needs to get done. And they respect that. And, um, you know, I try to stay, try to stay young, try to keep up with them. I throw my cleats on and and run some routes in pregame during pregame warm up yeah. and, and just just have a good time and enjoy those guys. Enjoy being around each other and always push them and, and try to uh, help them to become the best that they can be.
0: So, coach. It doesn't do uh receivers any good to be able to run great routes and be open and all the all the all those type of things. Um and you don't have a quarterback can throw the ball straight and and pay it off, you know. So you've been around like you were with the Colts with Peyton Manning, you've been around some great quarterbacks, college, NFL level. How special is Joe Burrow? I mean, how special is the relationship that Joe Burrow has with these receivers? I mean, the guy. He is pinpoint. I mean, I I remember talking to Paul Brown, um, you know, over the years and it's like, coach, what do you, what's the biggest must have other than intangibles? I'm talking about tangible must haves, not leadership and all that, but just as a quarterback accuracy, you got to throw the ball straight, David. If you don't throw the ball straight, it doesn't mean anything. This guy throws the ball straight coach, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he's special. And that's why he has the the nickname franchise. And that's why he is the franchise quarterback, um, because he, he has no weaknesses. Um, you know, he, he's uh, mentally, he, he's like another coach on the field. Um, you know, preparation wise, I know coach Pitt, Dan pitcher does a great job. And Zach and Brian Callahan do a great job with him just throughout the week. And so on game days, he understands what the defense is trying to do. He's seen the blitzes. He gets the the, the old line and the right protections. I mean, we put a lot on his shoulders. We can go no huddle where he can get us into the right plays, um, And he just, you know, he's very similar to Peyton. And Peyton was the general. And, and he made our jobs as receivers a lot easier because he knew, um, he knew the coverages, he knew what routes to get us to. Um, the way he threw the ball with enough touch, accuracy, um, never put us in a compromising situation as a receiver um but then demanded excellence and 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 we we were accountable to him because he wanted to be great and he didn't let anything he didn't let anything slip and so joe was just like that right if you go out there and you're slipping and falling and not catching the ball he's gonna let you know and and uh you're probably not gonna get the ball from uh after that and so you know he raises everybody's gains because uh because of his intensity and his attention to detail and his uh him wanting to be excellent. And so that that raises the standards for all of us. And the guys bought in, they got a great relationship on and off the field. And, uh, you know, I just, I see it just continue to grow and the sky's the limit as to the, the relationship and the connection and the and the numbers that these guys are gonna put up together.
0: You know, when I think of, uh, of you and Jamar Chase, tennis balls always come right to mind for me. You know, you, you guys have started this um, working with tennis balls to even laser the focus more on 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 making catches and 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 started during training camp and you I mean to watch you guys in pregame warm up you guys are out there working man and and it's it's a tribute to both of you take me through the uh will will the tennis ball be a big part of the uh pregame preparation do you think as long as you guys are together
1: yeah, I think so. You know, it just started really last year when when he was having those troubles during training camp catching the yep. ball, and it was really just focus. And so we got the tennis balls out and 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 just caught a bunch of tennis balls, and it kind of evolved into a pre pregame routine and ritual, and and that's yep. what we do. And and I and I tell him the importance of 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 the preparation and pregame taking the field. We go out there uh, probably two hours. Two hours, two and a half hours before the game, and, and yep. we have a routine. And I tell them once you hit that field, you know, we got to have that focus and and that uh, that game time mentality. And so they start getting that two hours before the game, and so um, it's been good. And and they enjoy it. And, and uh, you know, uh, I love that uh, they're easy to coach, and, and they want to be pushed. They want to be driven. They want to find ways to be successful and and little things. And what can they do to get better? And uh, and they're going to work at their craft, and uh, they've done a great job.
0: So, coach, give us a little thumbnail scouting report on the trio, the, the trio of receivers. And I and I don't want to diminish the other guys in your room, the role that they have with the football team. And 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 I, I know that you appreciate obviously everything that they do, but we're talking about you know the 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 big three here. Um, you know, Ch- Chase uh, Higgins and Boyd. Give us a, a scouting report on on their talents. I guess uh, if you were if you were standing up on draft day, and you wanted uh, your organization to to draft these guys, knowing what you know about them, uh, give us a thumbnail sketch of what that might be.
1: Yeah, I'll start with uh, Tyler. Um, you know, a veteran, savvy route runner, um, consistent hands, strong hands, consistent hands, great body control. Will make the acrobatic catches, will make the tough catches. Um, has great route running nuance, so he can uh, has a good feel of zone man. Uh, is fast enough to run away from defenders. Um, and just just really didn't have many, many weaknesses. Uh, and then uh, Tyler, I'll we'll go with T Higgins, since he's the second one. T Higgins, uh, long, athletic, rangy uh, football player, receiver that can run, can stretch the field. Um, he has good feet for a, for a taller receiver, so he can get in and out of his breaks. Um, and once again, with all these guys, when the ball is in there, in the vicinity, they're gonna make a play. Strong hands, great catch radius, um, and then his good after good run after the catch guy. When he gets the ball in his hands, he can he can run past away from guys, and uh, you know he continues to get better. And then Jamar Chase is uh, you know explosive, um, strong, explosive. Uh, receiver that has great hands uh great with the ball in his hands as as he almost plays like a running back when he gets the ball in his hands um is a good route runner um and just they all have a good feel for the game and 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 understand the offense and understand what joe's trying to do and um exceptional people exceptional men coachable and uh the sky's the limit man
0: well, I'll tell you that the, the sky is the limit. There, there are no two ways about that. I mean, um, how do you? It must be easy to motivate these guys, Coach. I mean, is it? Uh, do you almost? Is it almost a situation sometimes we have to rein them in a little bit, or or do they have it? They have it figured out perfectly. I mean, in terms of the the mental part of it and the preparation part of it and all those kind of things.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's just challenging them. Um, always continue to push them. Never let them be content, never let them become, become complacent. Always show them and, and let them know that there's more to be had. Even the great game you know they all had last week against Atlanta, there's more. There's more out there. There's more that we can do uh, better, that they could be better at. And so that's when we watch the film, even after a win and after a great performance like they had, there's always things that we can improve on to be even better. And uh, we understand we're going to go against some pretty good defenses here in the coming weeks and some good individual secondaries. And, and so uh, we got to make sure we're on our game. And, and I always tell me you're only as good as your last game. And so uh, that game's behind us. We're on to Cleveland, a big game. And, uh, you know, they got some great corners that have done a great job against us in the past. And so we've got a great challenge ahead of us. And, and it's all about the next game and, uh, and making sure that uh, the preparation's still there, the focus there. So we can go out on, on game day and and make plays.
0: Yeah. I remember um, Jamar saying that uh, Denzel Ward was as good a corner as, as he's seen. Um, And he's, I think he's still in concussion protocol. He's had some issues Mm -hmm. in that regard, but um, that back end when, when all hands are on deck, it's pretty good. And then they got miles Garrett, you know, pressure and you to maybe make you throw the ball a little bit sooner than you want to sometimes. So, that's a more than worthy opponent defensively, particularly on the road up there in the dog pound,
1: I guess. Yeah, we have the utmost respect for that defense. Um, like I said, they've done a good job against us these last couple of years. And and we know secondary-wise, they're very talented. Um, they've got good speed. Uh, Newsome's a, a good young corner uh, that can play both inside and outside. And obviously, Greedy Williams is a, is a veteran uh, player. And Denzel, when he's healthy, is one of the top corners in the league. And, and not only that, but like you said, they've got the... The front four that can get after the get after the quarterback and so we understand the challenge ahead um, great opportunity in the division uh, division game Monday night football um, you can't ask for much more and so uh, we're going to go through it step day by day and and, and practice and prepare and focus and and uh, go out there Monday night and and, and put on a show
0: well in press conferences uh, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow Both told everybody, relax. You know, there was no panic. There was a sense of urgency at 0-2, but no panic. Now you've won four out of five. Congratulations on what you're doing with your room, Coach. You've gotten great performances out of your players. I know they think a lot of you, and you think a lot of them. That's a great thing. Keep it rolling, sir. Thank you.
1: Look forward to this Monday night and, and the rest of the season. Appreciate your time. Okay, man. Anytime.
0: At First Star Logistics, we're a very strict company that really puts the pressure on our employees. (laughs) Brakes? What are those? That's what I'm talking about, Icky. Get the body right, then the mind's right, you know? You you gotta get that body right. That's right.
1: uh. (laughs) Become a star with a chance to earn the highest commission percentages in the industry as a freight broker agent. Check out FirstStarLogistics.com.